Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show heard on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. The Dark Sky Festival is coming soon to Jasper, Alberta. It runs from October 16th to the 25th. And we're actually taking our show on the road to be there in a few weeks, but we thought we'd give you an idea of what's to come. So we'll chat with the folks from the Jasper Dark Sky Festival a little bit later on in the podcast. Plus, ski season is also coming up soon, so we'll get a rundown on the preparations for the ski season with Matt Mosteller, otherwise known as Powder Matt, from the resorts of the Canadian Rockies. Talking about overcleaning, how clean... Does your hotel room or aircraft you're flying in have to be? And what do you do if you have a reaction to all those chemicals being used in cleaning those hotel rooms and aircraft, etc.? Well, consumer advocate, journalist, and author of the book How to Be the World's Smartest Traveler, Chris Elliott, recently wrote about it in an article for USA Today titled Sensitive to Sense, Here's How to Protect Yourself While Traveling During COVID-19. And Chris Elliott joins us now to discuss it further. His website, by the way, is Elliott.org. Hi, Chris. Hey, how you doing? I'm well, thank you. Uh, your article in the uh, USA Today website, usatoday.com, sensitive to sense. Here's how to protect yourself while traveling during COVID. Uh, it's ironic that this comes up now. Uh, it's been this problem, I think, for many people f- since we started getting into the hotels, cleaning, things like that. The reason why I can relate to this is because uh, right beside me here is <laughs> some Lysol cleaners, and we're supposed to clean our studios after we use them. But my eyes are watering a little bit. My throat is getting a little bit uh, scratchy here. So I can relate to this. And this is just mild. I can't imagine someone who's really sensitive to cleans, uh, cleaner smells and, and uh, disinfectants and those kind of things, uh, what they go through. Yeah, I know. I was going to say you and a lot of other people are having the exact same reaction. What's going on is that in order to reassure travelers that everything is safe and clean, Big travel companies, I'm talking about airlines like United and car rental companies like Avis, have entered into these agreements with cleaning companies, the folks who make Lysol and, uh, and, and the bleach manufacturers, are, are all uh, working together and they've announced these big programs, which, uh, which is, you know, like I said, made, made to make people feel a little safer. But what it's also doing is people with Allergies and asthma are having reactions to these very strong solvents, and that's causing some problems. And I would imagine this is the way it's going to be now, if, if not for the short term, the long term as well. Because once you get into this stuff, people don't want to take it back, do they? No, and the, I should back up a little and say that the travel industry has always used smells to manipulate us. There was a study done a couple of years ago about pumping vanilla smells into a casino, and sales were up 30% because they were pumping these vanilla and citrus smells. So they know, the travel industry knows, that if we smell something, that we're more likely to behave in a certain way. In this case, we're likely to think that things are safer. Now, mm-hmm. that may or may not be true. But w- what people are finding, though, is that, that uh, they have really kind of overclean. And so, so they're... Uh, treating all the surfaces with bleach and Lysol and without regard really to anything that some of their more sense-sensitive consumers uh, might be going through. 
that's the conundrum, though, right? On the one hand, people want to, you know, they, they want to make sure that the, the room they're staying in or the, pl- the plane they're flying in is clean. But on the other hand, like you say, it gets over clean, and so you're affecting, and it's a big, uh, a big part of the population, isn't it? Like if it affects me, I don't really have asthma or anything like that, but I can definitely feel my eyes burning a little bit and my throat drying up a little bit. Uh, so it's probably a bigger portion of the population than what people think. It's much bigger. Most people don't even realize they're sensitive to something until it's right in front of them or until maybe the car rental company is overcleaned. I talked to one woman who said she opened the door to her rental and the smell just wafted toward her and she had trouble breathing. And so you don't really know until you know. Uh, and you can't fault the travel industry for trying to make us feel safer, but what they are actually doing is they're hurting some of their customers. We don't know how many it is, but just anecdotally, you know, you and I are, uh, you just mentioned that you were sensitive to those Lysol wipes. I've had the same reaction too, where my eyes start watering. Um, so there, are, and, and but fortunately, there are ways of getting around all this. Mm-hmm, which you mentioned in your article too. So just uh, touch on a few of the things that we can do. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that you know, I talked to some experts who said they said if, if you see these solvents being used, walk away. Uh, one of the examples that they gave me was when you're at an airport and you see them cleaning the bathrooms. Uh, that's where they're going to be using all the bleach and ammonia and whatever else not they can come up with. So go use a different bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's for, for starters. The other thing, too, is travel with your own cleaner. Uh, if you're on a plane and the tray table uh, it smells kind of funny, use your own cleaner on that tray table and avoid making contact with it because once it gets on your hands, then you're really in trouble. And then the other thing, too, is other than not traveling at all, is talk to a doctor and maybe see if you can get an inhaler or a prescription that's going to help you deal with these smells. Mm-hmm. Is there a site or someplace we can go, we can check on who, what companies are using what? You know what? Each, <laughs> I wish there were. <laughs> Each company has its own initiatives. Um, what you can do, though, is ask, and uh, that was something that the experts were telling me, is that before you travel, talk to your hotel, ask them what specifically they're using to clean their rooms. If they can't give you an answer about how they're treating the interiors of their cabins or the, the rooms, or if you're taking a cruise, God forbid, or birth, uh, you know, you, then you really are going to want to have second thoughts, maybe book for, with a different company. Well, and I, I also, too, there's the image here on the uh, USA Today website. If, if the person cleaning the room is in a hazmat outfit... That might give you a bit of an idea (laughs) of what they're using. That is very true. The article is called Sensitive to Scents. Here's how to protect yourself while traveling during COVID. You can find it on the USA Today website, usatoday.com. You can also find Chris Elliott at his website, elliott.org, consumer advocate, journalist, and author of the book, How to Be the World's Smartest Traveler. It's uh, always a pleasure to chat with you, Chris Elliott. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks a lot.
Well, ski season is just around the corner and many resorts are gearing up for the upcoming season, which, like many things, will look a little bit different this year. So to give us a rundown on the preparations for the ski season is Matt Mosteller. He's otherwise known as Powder Matt, and he's a spokesperson for the resorts of the Canadian Rockies. Their website is skircr.com. Hi, Matt. Hey, Randy. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. You must be getting pretty excited uh, this time of year as uh, things gear towards the winter and ski season. I love it. It's that time of the year, and the squirrels are extra busy this t- this season. I think they know it's a <laughs> La Nina winter. <laughs> which, which is a good thing or a bad thing for skiers? Tell me. Well, you know, for skiers and riders, La Nina means snow. And lots of it. So along the Powder Highway of British Columbia from uh, Kicking Horse, Fernie, Kimberly, this is the region to go uh, for big snow. Nice. So what is the mood? I mean, you're pretty excited about this, but uh, what's the mood around the ski resorts these days as we head into the ski season? Is there excitement like you're excited about it or is there nervousness, not, not knowing what to expect? Well, I'm, I'm very optimistic that we're going to have an incredible, uh, albeit different, winter. Um, but, you know, really, Randy, the key thing is that skiing and riding um, will provide that perfect outlet for enjoying winter outside. You know, the, the wide open ski runs providing that healthy mix of fresh air and physical activity. I think we're going to all covet that uh, so much this winter. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that is one of the benefits of skiing. Much like golf, it is done out, outdoors. And depending on the weather, you're wearing uh, some sort of uh, face covering anyway. So you don't have to worry about masks once you're on the hill. Yes, you're you're right, and I you know we do have some we've we've worked uh, really hard all summer long with the with our ski industry partners at Canada West Ski Area Association, um, really to put an unprecedented effort to develop a, a shared uh, safety uh, guidelines for operating this winter, and and you know it, it's it's and, and also in consultation and collaboration and compliance with the uh, BC health authorities too and our regional health authorities. So we're, we're, we've got a lot that we tested out this summer too. We had a really great mountain biking and hiking uh, season. Um, got lots of feedback on, on our programs and, and now we're, we're getting ready for winter and, and uh, going to deploy a very strong uh, safety uh, program that protects not only our guests, but our staff and our communities for this winter. Well, let's, let's expand on that just a little bit. Uh, what measures can uh, visitors expect? Uh, and, and again, uh, you're not so much worried once you're outdoors, you're outdoors. It's, I guess it's in the lodges and the ski areas where people are con- converging, uh, you know, to get their equipment, to warm up, to have something to eat. So uh, I imagine there's different protocols for different areas of the resorts, right? Well, yeah, and ensuring the longevity of this ski season means we all must take action, and and we, you know, we really need the support of everyone. Uh, so, so we ever we expect everybody to to do their part and follow the guidelines that we put in place. There'll be a bunch of signage, you know, that that shows uh, exactly what to do. But some of the examples, uh, like you noted, will be including wearing face coverings at all times in and around the resort. You know, obviously where you can't practice social distancing. Um, so places like the parking lot or base areas, ticket lines, those kind of areas. Certainly while everybody's indoors. And and then we're also going to make sure that uh, in, in addition to face coverings and social distancing, we're, we have a very extensive uh, hygiene program, cleaning. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's making sure that the any touch areas are cleaned regularly. Um, and 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 frequently. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of people now over the summer have kind of, I don't want to say get used to it, but they kind of expect those kind of things in place. You, you know, bring your mask, wear those, uh, you know, and, and do their part as well. Your guests need to do their part too, right? 
Yeah, you know, it, you're absolutely right. It's uh, the, the know before you go uh, program and, and some tips on, on what to do. I mean, we did, like you said, Randy, a lot of people traveled uh, differently this summer. Uh, we had good uh, summer adventures uh, outside, but maybe we carried a little extra water with us in the car. We carried our hand sanitizer with us. We had our masks with us. Uh, in addition to that, uh, you know, we kind of knew ahead uh, of the, you know, we, we planned ahead. I think a real big tip for uh, this winter is definitely plan ahead. I would book online in advance your ski vacation and, and your lift tickets. Um, I would think about it, and, and it might be more possible this season than ever, to maybe consider uh, skiing and riding uh, midweek, too. Take a, a midweek vacation and go during those, uh, not, you know, go non-holiday, non-weekend uh, for having more of the, the place to yourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, I think the, the silver lining, which I've been saying, too, through the through the summer, at least, is uh, because of the uh, reduced capacity in hotels and, uh, and other areas, it's not as crowded, is it? You know, it, it isn't. And, and I think, you know, the, the really big deal is that like uh, a ski area like Kicking Horse and Fernie, they're, they're both uh, really, really big areas. So we're looking at like over 3,000 acres. So you've got a lot of acreage to yourself on any given run uh, as you ski down the mountain. Um, and, I, you know, I look at like Kimberly Alpine Resort would be a perfect uh, family getaway, you know, your bubble uh, you, you you have a condo, you have a you know kitchen unit in it. Um, this may be the winter to learn a sport like skiing and snowboarding, but also try fat biking, cross country skiing, um, you know those kind of sports as well. I think snowshoeing will be very very popular, uh, and we are seeing a tremendous uh, spike in bookings already. Early bookings for for winter this season. Nice, and uh, yeah, and, and that's uh, that's the other thing too. It's not just about skiing too. You mentioned snowshoeing and some of the other uh, outdoor activities that pe- people can partake in. Uh, what about uh, should what should skiers be doing, uh, or you know, snowboarders, whoever uh, sh- should be doing now to get ready for the season? There's some some tips you can you can throw at us. You bet, Randy. That's a good good point. Uh, definitely check your gear. Uh, that's an important thing, you know, and even uh, take that time to visit your local uh, ski and snowboard shop, get your bindings checked out, uh, get your skis uh, tuned, make sure those boots fit, especially for, for the younger uh, members of your of your family and your crew uh, as their feet grow. Um, make sure things are comfortable and ready to go. Then I would plan ahead your vacation time uh, accordingly, and I'd book your ski and ride vacation you know, in advance. Obviously, try that the midweek, like like I said, um, and also check out uh, some of the you know look look online on the on the social sites and and see what's happening from your friends and family and and, and uh, where where they're going. So you know, skiing with your with your own crew, with the people that you you hang with regularly. And what about lessons? If someone is interested in uh, you know either uh, advancing their skill level or just starting fresh, uh, again we're di- we're in a whole new world now. Are lessons still being offered in a different way, kind of thing? Yes, they are being offered, and they're super important. Uh, you know, there there is a, a way to provide that with the proper uh, social distancing uh, protocol, and and it is you know it, this is a really good time. I mean, I, I think when you know the situation a lot of people are in it's a really great time to learn a new sport to challenge yourself and maybe take uh some of that uh focus you have on on some of the other things that are going on in your in your life and and apply that to a sport uh is a real positive direction uh, providing yourself with the good healthy and well uh you know I, what i would call well uh especially mind time uh well spent mm-hmm. anything you want to add that i might have missed I, 
I think we're looking forward to a great uh, ski and ride season. And, and uh, you know, skiing and snowboarding offer uh, low-risk, high-value recreation in, in a time, I think, when most people will need it. For sure. Matt Mosteller, Powder Matt. You can find his website, powdermat.com. He's a spokesperson with the Resorts of the Canadian Rockies. SkiRCR.com is the website there with all the information on the resorts. Uh, Matt, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you, Randy. Look forward to seeing you on the slopes this season. Well, the Dark Sky Festival is coming up soon in Jasper, Alberta. It runs from October 16th to the 25th. And we're actually taking our show on the road to be there in a couple of weeks. So we thought we'd give you an idea what's to come. So joining us now to tell us about some of the events and activities planned for Jasper's Dark Sky Festival is Nikki Wilson. She's a host, science advisor, and science journalist for the Jasper Dark Sky Festival. The website is jasperdarksky.travel. Hi, Nikki. Hey, Ronnie, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. I'm looking forward to being at the uh, Jasper Dark Sky Festival, which is uh, coming up. But uh, give me some background on uh, how the Dark Sky Festival came about and how you, keep, how you became involved. Okay, sure. Well, uh, the Jasper Dark Sky Festival is, or it really came about to celebrate um, when Jasper National Park got its designation as a Dark Sky Preserve. And so that is a pretty involved process with the Royal Astronomical Society. And um, it involves, you know, having limited amounts of light, which we do have um, for almost the entirety of the park and and a little less so in the town site. Um, But it's a pretty prestigious designation in a world where there is a lot of light pollution. And um, Tourism Jasper, our sort of premier tourism operation here in Jasper, wanted to celebrate that. And we began a very small-scale festival that has slowly grown over the years. And I came on board around the third or fourth year for that. Well, cool. I think with, uh, well, I can, I can speak for myself. Uh, living in a city most of my life, um, you'd, I think most people don't realize how spectacular the sky is at night when it's totally dark. Do you get that when, pe- when you talk to people? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, there's something about being able to just kind of power down and spend time with the stars or right now, for example, the Draconoids meteor shower. So you're seeing falling stars through the sky or shooting stars and really just take a moment and relax. You know, we're all on our computers all the time. We're all hustling around doing work and life. And uh, it's really an opportunity to kind of pause and think about things and just really soak in um, the environment around you. And just feel how insignificant we are in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very perspective. (laughs) (laughs) You're not that important, you know. (laughs) Really just a blip in time, yeah. (laughs) So talk about some of the events coming up. It begins on uh, October 16th. Uh, so, and it runs for a couple of weeks, so it runs for uh, quite, a, quite a bit of time. Uh, so just run through some of the events that are, that are happening. Sure. Um, so it begins on the 16th and kind of finishes up on the 25th or so. And so it's really two weekends and then the weekend between, although there are, say, planetarium events going on all month and actually all year. Um, but... Um, so the first weekend, one of the premier events is the Symphony Under the Stars at Jasper Park Lodge. 
And whether you're a symphony lover or not, this is just an absolutely beautiful event. It's outside, so you put on your snow pants and your and your ski jackets, and um, you listen to the symphony sitting around fires, and it's a really beautiful experience. And I see this year they're also going to do one in the daytime. So that's one of the events I really recommend for the first weekend. And then we'll also have... Um, Tora Kutcher, she's a CBC science columnist and a professor at the UVA. She's going to be doing this event we just started last year, which is really popular, called Science for Breakfast. Um, So you can get tickets to that event and listen to her talk about the microbiome. Um, And by that, I mean the little microbes we're going to carry in our bodies and on spaceships as we attempt to go to Mars. (laughs) And um, she is a very engaging speaker, and those events are known for having very lively discussion. Um, So that's another event I think people would really enjoy. Very safe, of course. Everything's very socially distanced. Tables of two. Um, You can check it out online. Cool. Well, I think those microbes are the ones that killed the uh, creatures in War of the Worlds, if I remember the movie. But. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot overlook them, Randy. <laughs> uh, so now you mentioned, obviously, we're in the COVID world that we live in. Uh, how are things changed and what people or what do people need to do to the indeed to book in advance kind of thing for tickets if you need tickets, that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, so visit the website. I believe you mentioned it at the top of the show and um, book your tickets in advance. Um, they are more limited this year because we are following all the COVID precautions. Um, so as I said, tables of two for some of the events. Um, each restaurant um, that's offering events will be able to, um, you know, you can either buy the tickets online or contact the restaurants for those events and we'll be able to guide you in terms of what they expect um, for COVID protocols. But they're all in line with health and safety in terms of the provincial direction we've been given. Mm-hmm. Um, but the important thing to remember about Jasper is um, you don't have to be inside. And actually, the whole point of the Dark Sky Preserve is to really get out there and enjoy it. You know, there's many sites where you can take a picnic um, and go out and enjoy the stars um, on your own and explore around the park. So, you know, for that information, you can contact Tourism Jasper or um, Parks Canada. Um, But there are so many options to explore around here. And it is just gorgeous right now. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen the trees change colors like they are this year. Mm-hmm. Well, and that website is jasperdarksky.travel. Uh, does, I would think the whole town gets involved, right? So if you're there, it's hard to, to miss some of the, the things that are going on. Is that correct? Yeah, we've, we just have a great community of businesses here. There's, um, they're actually coming together to have what's called a moonlight market, I believe, on the 23rd and 24th. Um, a lot of restaurants really get into the theme of Dark Sky with drinks and food that sort of reflect that. Um, and in, in other years, we definitely have a lot of events in those venues. So it's pretty fun. Last year, we even had people dressed up and wandering around town. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's lots of buy-in and um, it creates a pretty fun atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're correct too. I think well, it, it, because the uh, it, it is outdoors mostly, so you don't really have to go to any planned ticketed events. You just have to find a a spot and look up in the sky. I would think, as long as it's not a cloudy night. Yeah, definitely. And you know, some places I would recommend for that are, for example, Old Fort Point, where you can climb up on this kind of knoll and have an unobstructed view of the sky, or 
you know, drive up to Pyramid Lake and do the same. But I would recommend there are a couple of pretty exciting events um, that people should check out. We have two uh, sort of keynotes happening. Um, One of them will be with um, astronauts Robert Thirsk and Nicole Stott, Mm -hmm. and they're going to talk about their personal experiences aboard the 2009 mission on the International Space Station. Oh, cool. And that will be, um, they'll broadcast in digitally, but that will be at Jasper Park Lodge. And um, I don't know if you've ever uh, heard Robert speak, but he's a really lovely man, um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And then we will also have, um, in the same format, uh, the CEO of Dalaloon Space, Rob Meyerson, and NASA engineer Adam Stelsner come in and talk about why we need to go to Mars and what it's going to take to get there. And they're both really engaging speakers as well. Awesome. Well, it's not just uh, staring at at stars. You can learn a lot, too. Yeah, yeah, these are the best in the biz, and um, and they are also, again, really lovely people who really enjoy taking questions, and that's one of the things I really love about the festival. It's quite intimate, um, so this is a chance to really ask the questions you've always wanted to ask and um, and interact with people who are really keen um, to have those questions. <laughs> yeah, well, and I would think uh, it would be great for families, too. I mean, children always have uh, interesting questions that uh, adults sometimes don't think about. Oh, my God, yes. And actually, there was one year, I remember this kid got up um, at one of the main stage events, and he asked a question about space trash, and uh, <laughs> and it just kind of blew us all away, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the panel was all looking at each other like, do you want to take this one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kids are the best. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. You can find uh, lots of information at the uh, Jasper Dark Sky uh, website. It's jasperdarksky.travel. Uh, Nikki, you're speaking at the at this as well, right? I'll be hosting some of the events, the Science for Breakfast events, and one of the keynotes. And um, one of our other hosts is Alan Nursel from TELUS World of Science in Edmonton, and he is a ton of fun. And he'll be also hosting uh, the Dark Sky Trivia Night. So um, if you've interacted with Alan at all, you'll know that's that's an event you don't want to miss. Well, it's the uh, Jasper Dark Sky Festival. Again, the website, jasperdarksky.travel. Nikki Wilson is a host, science advisor, and science journalist with the Jasper Dark Sky Festival. Look forward to uh, meeting you in person, Nikki. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, thanks, Randy. We'll see you next week. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website at theinformedtraveler.ca. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. And if you want to drop me a line, my email is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler. Or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.